As votes for the Georgia Senate runoff continue to be tallied, COVID continues to wreak havoc. Not fear, fact. Hospitals rationing oxygen for intubated patients being told not to transfer unlikely survivors. Questions swirling about vaccines. Georgia is at the center of the political world in America right now. The two Senate races to decide the Senate majority concluding yesterday, but votes are still being counted. Meanwhile, the coronavirus is still surging in the United States, Canada, the United Kingdom. Some hospitals in California out of beds. They're forced to transfer patients elsewhere, but only those patients that have a good chance to recover. Many here at Haven Ministries know many that have contracted COVID, even some who've died. Records are being set daily for cases and deaths. It's understandable that many are afraid. You might ask, what is our world coming to? But in the midst of all this chaos, we have a hope this year. Christ, the hope of glory. Welcome to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris, sharing the great story that's all about Jesus. And on this first Wednesday of 2021, We're in a special series called Meeting Jesus in the Gospel of Luke, a month-long series moving through the Gospel to help us better know and love our Savior, Jesus. In a moment, we're going to Luke chapter 3. We'll hear Luke's journalistic mind at work as he describes the places and people that Jesus interacted with. We'll also see how he knew his Bible and clearly saw John the Baptist's work in the wilderness and a fulfillment of Old Testament prophecy. But even more important, we'll see how Dr. Luke wanted everyone who read his account to know that Jesus was and is the Son of God, whom God is well pleased. So stay with me, please. I want you and me to find the encouragement and hope we need this January in Christ alone. After the program, I'd like to send you the Gospel of Luke feature film. It's a word-for-word telling of the Gospel with a Narrator reading either the New International Version or the King James Bible, your choice, with the action being played out by gifted actors on location in the Mediterranean. I've never seen anything like it, and it really does bring the story of Jesus to life in your mind and also in your heart. After the program, make your first of the year gift to this listener-supported ministry. And with our thanks, we'll send you the Gospel of Luke DVD. You just need to call us at 800-654-2836. That's 800-65-HAVEN. Or go online, check out some of the sample scenes from the DVD, and you can make your gift at haventoday.org. Haventoday.org. We open the program now with Keith and Kristen Getty. The grace of God has reached for me. And pulled me from a raging sea And I am safe on this solid ground The Lord is my salvation I will not fear when darkness falls His strength will help me scale the See the dawn of the rising sun 
This is Haven Today and a program called Meeting Jesus in the Gospel of Luke. 
I'm Charles Morris, and we opened with the Gettys, and the Lord is my salvation. Here it is Wednesday, and we are just a few days into a new year, and a few days into a month-long series on Luke. I'm challenging you to read through the entire Gospel of Luke this month, at least once. If you sat down and read it straight through, it would only take a few hours. If you just took about half an hour a day reading the Gospel of Luke, you could read it four times before the month is over. However you do it, the most important thing you can do to start your year is to dig deep into God's Word and let it strengthen your faith. And that's what we're aiming at this month. It's what we aim for all year, but there's something about sitting in a book for an extended period of time that really helps you see just how wonderful God's Word is. One of the things that sets Luke apart from the other gospel writers is how historical he was. Chapter 3 opens like this. In the 15th year of the reign of Tiberius Caesar, when Pontius Pilate was governor of Judea, Herod Tetrarch of Galilee, his brother Philip, Tetrarch of Iturea and Triconitus, and Lysanias, Tetrarch of Abilene, during the high priesthood of Annas and Caiaphas, so many historical details. Eight specific historical details, letting us know exactly when this took place. This isn't just Dr. Luke showing us that he's done his research. I think it goes much deeper than that. And here's what I mean. There is a tendency in the church today, at least where I live in North America, to think of salvation as something completely otherworldly. Our world is down here, in the mess and the chaos. Salvation is out there. As the hymn goes, one glad morning, when this life is over, I'll fly away. Our hope, we think, is to leave this world behind once and for all. But Luke's attention to historical detail tells us something else. It tells us that salvation isn't about leaving from here to there, escaping this world. It tells us that, actually, salvation is about the Lord leaving his home to enter into our world. He traveled from there to here and accomplished our salvation in our time. Our salvation hinges on what Christ did in history. Salvation is something the Lord has done for us. And Dr. Luke, with his attention to detail, reminds us of this over and over again. It happened when Tiberius Caesar was ruling. When Annas and Caiaphas were the high priests, the story of Jesus happens in our story. But in a deeper sense, as chapter 3 lays out at the very beginning, it's actually our story that becomes a part of the great story the Lord has been writing throughout history. Our goal is to read ourselves into the story of Christ. And we do that by remembering that he accomplished our salvation at a specific time in a specific place. And it all started with a voice crying out in the wilderness. His name was John. He was the cousin of Jesus, but he'd been living the past few years of his life out there in the Judean wilderness, wearing camel's hair and eating locusts with honey. He didn't look like much, probably, but to a Jewish community steeped in the Hebrew Bible, his appearance was striking. He was nothing less than a prophet, one who was sent by the Lord. He was sent, in the words of Isaiah, to prepare the way of the Lord. He wasn't the Messiah, but he came preaching repentance to prepare hearts to return. And his message of repentance is an important part of Luke chapter 3. 
Let's listen to a little of this story together as it's presented in the Gospel of Luke DVD. In the 15th year of the reign of Tiberius Caesar, when Pontius Pilate was governor of Judea, Herod, tetrarch of Galilee, his brother Philip, tetrarch of Ituria and Trachonitis, and Lysanias, tetrarch of Abilene, during the high priesthood of Annas and Caiaphas, the word of God came to John, son of Zechariah, in the wilderness. He went into all the country around the Jordan, preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. As it is written in the book of the words of Isaiah the prophet, a voice of one calling in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord, make straight paths for him, every valley shall be filled in, every mountain and hill made low. The crooked roads shall become straight, the rough ways smooth and all people will see God's salvation. John said to the crowds coming out to be baptized by him, You brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the coming wrath? Produce fruit in keeping with repentance, and do not begin to say to yourselves, We have Abraham as our father. For I tell you, that out of these stones, God can raise up children for Abraham. The axe is already at the root of the trees, and every tree that does not produce good fruit will be cut down and thrown into the fire. What should we do then? the crowd asked. John answered, anyone who has two shirts should share with the one who has none. Anyone who has food should do the same. Even tax collectors came to be baptized. Teacher, they asked, what should we do? Don't collect any more than you are acquired to, he told them. Then some soldiers asked him, and what should we do? He replied, don't extort money and don't accuse people falsely. Be content with your pay. People were waiting expectantly and were all wondering in their hearts if John might possibly be the Messiah. John answered them all. I baptize you with water, but one who is more powerful than I will come, the straps of whose sandals I am not worthy to untie. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand to clear his threshing floor and to gather the wheat into his barn, but he will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. And with many other words, John exhorted the people and proclaimed the good news to them. But when John rebuked Herod the Tetrarch because of his marriage to Herodias, his brother's wife, and all the other evil things he had done, Herod added this to them all. He locked John up in prison. When all the people were being baptized, Jesus was baptized too. And as he was praying, heaven was opened and the Holy Spirit descended on him in bodily form, like a dove. And a voice came from heaven. You are my son, whom I love. With you, I am well pleased. Haven Today, in an excerpt from the Gospel of Luke DVD that we have for your gift with a reading from the NIV in Luke chapter 3, the first 22 verses. 
We just heard Luke writing like a journalist. Real places, real people, verifying that his report actually happened. And then he gives us details about John the Baptist, so we can get a picture in our minds of this wild man who ate locust. More important, Luke points us to Jesus. In chapter 3, he shows us how the prophet Isaiah foretold of John the Baptist coming and that John would point us to the Christ. John didn't just come to lead sinners to dip their big toe in the water. He came on a serious mission to call people to realize the depth of their sin that they were floundering in. It's a call we need to hear today. We spent all Christmas season singing, Let Every Heart Prepare Him Room. But we can't forget that part of that preparation is repentance, identifying our sin, and turning away from it. It isn't enough to say we belong to Jesus. It isn't enough to go out and do our work. Our lives must bear the fruit of repentance. It's a sobering reminder for all of us that the Lord can see right through the falsities of our faith. He knows when we aren't being honest. He can see when we're using our faith as a way to get things done rather than as a way to trust in our Heavenly Father. John's words in Luke 3 are a wake-up call for each of us. How is your soul doing right now? Have you forgotten your Lord? Or have you become complacent in your faith? That's all of us at some point. But we can't let that crush us. We need to hear the end of what John said again. I baptize you with water but one who is more powerful than I will come, the straps of whose sandals I am not worthy to untie. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. And when Jesus was baptized by John, the Father's voice boomed, This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. When Jesus was baptized, he was in essence standing in our place, wasn't he? He didn't need to repent. He had nothing to repent for. But he went down into the water. He received the Holy Spirit as a sign of what happens when we come to the Lord by faith. Our sin separates us from the Lord. It cuts us off from true life. We wither and die when we're disconnected from him. But Christ was baptized to show us our future. In his name, we are called his beloved children. We don't just get baptized in water and repentance. We receive the Holy Spirit, and by faith we are forgiven. The call of John the Baptist in Luke chapter 3 reminds us of our real enemy. Not other people, not anything out there. It reminds us that our real enemy lives in our own heart. Sin tries to keep us away from the Lord. It tries to keep us from repenting. But Jesus breaks into our lives, just like he broke into history. He comes and he stands in our place. And by faith in him, we receive grace upon grace. That's the message of Luke 3 for us today. A gospel truth to hang our lives on here in the beginning of 2021. Won't you join me in prayer right now? Lord, We come to you, whether on our knees figuratively or literally, but Lord, we humble ourselves before your long and wide throne of grace right now. We cannot minister to ourselves. We need the grace of Jesus 
through the power of the Holy Spirit at work in us to give us the grace we need to live in this world where chaos seems to reign more than the peace of Christ. May we be reminded that that is just not the case. What we see is not always through eyes of faith. What we hear is not always the Lord speaking to us. And yet we need to see the Lord and we need to hear the Lord. And that's what we ask you for today. We ask you for that in light of the cross, in the name of our Savior, Christ Jesus. Amen. What reason do I have to wake up with the rising sun And not be held down by the weight of all the things I've done What reason do I have to feel this hope instead of hurt How can it be I don't receive the judgment I deserve Wave upon wave of grace upon grace Endlessly washing my sins away I know the only reason I can stand here free of all my shame Is wave upon wave of grace upon grace upon grace How can you see me at my worst and still say I am loved? What promise can I stand on when I don't feel good enough? When the enemy's reminding me of all that I've done wrong, what freedom do I have to sing this new creation song?
Matthew West, Grace Upon Grace, here on Haven Today, Meeting Jesus in the Gospel of Luke. I'm Charles Morris. Our desire at Haven Ministries is that you would see and love Jesus even more in 2021. And we need the Holy Spirit to move in our lives this year even more. Christ Jesus is our only hope. So let's seek the Lord like the life preserver that he truly is. And one way you can do that is by reading through the Gospel of Luke. Would you set aside time with me to read through it at least once this month? I'm doing it every morning with my wife. We finished Isaiah just after the new year, and now we're reading Luke together. And also to help you better understand this gospel, I'd like to send you a DVD called The Gospel of Luke. There's no better way to experience the ministry of Jesus than with your eyes and your ears, as well as your heart. This feature-length film dramatically portrays the story of Jesus with skilled actors shot on location in the Mediterranean. And I really like how it is word for word from either the NIV or the KJV translations. This DVD experience will help you begin the new year afresh in your walk with Jesus. Just call us right now and make your first gift of the year and we'll send you the Gospel of Luke DVD. And the number to call right now is 800-654-2836. That's 800-65-HAVEN. Or if you have the time, watch some of the sample scenes from the movie that we've put up on our website and you can make your gift there at haventoday.org. Haventoday.org. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks for joining me. Won't you come back again tomorrow? When again together, we'll share the great story that's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. If there is a favorite word in the Bible, it has to be the simple word, look. Other translations may use an older term, Behold, it's a call to consider, to let what you see change your life. Behold, Psalm 33 tells us, the eye of the Lord is on those who fear him. He sees us. Do we see him? That's the question we must answer. But how can we see an invisible God? It's like having a veil over our eyes. Paul's words in 2 Corinthians, when one turns to the Lord, the veil is removed, and we with unveiled faces, beholding, the glory of the Lord are being transformed. It happens by faith now. One day, faith turns to sight. Spend more time with Jesus with Anchor Devotional. Visit getanchor.com.